0: Welcome back to Empowered RX. We are the mentorship program and community that helps women who have had their lives disrupted by trauma to reclaim their health and step into their power. At Empowered RX, we believe in the transformative and healing power of fitness, nutrition, and mindset. We're here to give you actionable tips and resources that will help you get back on track and reach your goals. We are here to help you turn your struggles into strengths so that you can be so strong, so healthy, and so empowered. Welcome back to Empowered Rx. We are the mentorship program that helps young girls and women who are overcoming trauma to restore their health and take back their power. Today, I'm back with Haley Marone, who owns CrossFit Converse, and we're here to talk about the idea of fitness and nutrition as a healing journey, as opposed to the constant productivity and performance-driven messages that society gives us on a daily basis. So welcome back, Haley. Thank you for having me back. Yes, yes. So Haley and I did a podcast last year, and we're hoping to collaborate a lot more in the future. But a lot of things that we have experienced overlapped, and trauma is one of those for us. So I believe we're both survivors of childhood sexual abuse, and from a young age experienced that in addition to other traumas, eating disorder behavior, um, suicidality, depression. So we share that kind of common understanding, and I can say confidently that health and fitness saved my life. I don't want to
1: speak for you, but. Um, I have said it in the past and I proudly say it again. Absolutely. Health and fitness has saved my life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's super special, but the way that our society is set up, fitness and health can be deeply embedded into diet culture, which sends the message that we are not worthy unless we look a certain way, fit into a certain mold. And that can be a big turnoff for somebody to start finding health habits, or finding healing in health. So talk to me a little bit about the first step you took to get into health and fitness.
1: Um, well, I'll jump back to probably my teens is when I really started getting into um, working to change my kind of physical appearance, right? And and that was a lot because I was overweight at the time and I was struggling with depression. and. Um, it was just kind of everything that I was kind of led to believe um, through family and even friends. And I was actually just talking to my mom about this this morning and how, you know, she was never um, nothing. She was nothing but ever supportive. She never made me feel bad, but there were people in within our immediate family that did. And so that was something I always kind of struggled with. So from a very early age, I was always kind of like, reading magazines and like on the web, like once the internet kind of came (laughs) about (laughs) like researching and things like that. But magazines were a huge thing for me. I had subscriptions to all of them. Um, so it wasn't until I was in my mid twenties, like 26, where it was like, I felt like I had tried everything that I possibly read about, learned about, and nothing was working for me. And I said, well, the best thing I can do is to go back to school. I, at the time, I was a stay-at-home mom. My husband was in the military. So I decided to go back and get my college degree finally. And I started with a complementary and alternative health. Nice. Um, just because at that time, from what I had already previously tried, I was looking for more of like a natural approach. To health and wellness at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's when I started. Um, it, I, it took me close to like eight years, to, not quite six, maybe, to get my uh, bachelor's degree. But throughout that process is just kind of how it like spiraled from there. Um, a couple years after I started college, we moved to Germany, and that's where I f- found CrossFit spot. So, and then kind of just the coaches there were just amazing. And I also think living in Germany was also helpful because there was, there was like a different kind of context around like diet and nutrition there from what I saw. And it was about more like natural foods. So eating like the quality of foods as opposed to quantity. So Um, I think those two combinations was a great kind of learning uh, leapstone for my education in health and fitness.
0: That's awesome. So it sounds like basically knowledge is power and context and environment matters. (laughs) Those are the two things. And so my first recommendation to anybody is learn. Learn about other options. Learn to question. Haley and I both consider ourselves rebels. Learn to be a rebel. Don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to challenge what you're being told because the keto diet is going to say that the keto diet is the best diet. Weight watchers will say weight watchers is the best diet. And um, I believe there is no best diet. Um, And I believe that by eliminating food groups, we actually create a really toxic relationship with food. I believe we're on the same page there as well. And the best thing to do is the more you educate, the more you learn, the more you can then say, okay, this is what works for me. This is not what works for me and move forward and kind of create your own path, which is hard. It can be lonely at times, but soon enough you find like-minded people and your tribe and then you never look back and it's pretty awesome. So when I was in high school, um, I was assaulted and that led to more disordered eating and over exercise. So exercise addiction. And I knew something had to change, but I too was using magazines as a resource. And what was healthy eating salads. Mm -hmm. It was like so messed up. Nobody taught me how to fuel with carbohydrates as a long distance runner or a weightlifter. And I spiraled. It was awful. And I really like, I wonder sometimes if I had had the right education, maybe that could have been prevented a little bit. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But when I went to get my degree, that's when everything changed as well. And it became knowledge is power. And then I found my tribe. I found my people. So who are the kinds of people that you have met across like your whole journey that have really impacted your ability to say, hey, this is
1: my path. This is where I'm going. Um, well, uh, first and foremost, I was lucky from a very young age. I met my husband now when I was seventeen. So this year, February will be our seventeenth wedding anniversary, and we've been together for twenty-two years now. So, wow. And he is somebody who's definitely loved me, like just for me. And so, he's always made me feel like I could be myself, and it necessarily wasn't what I looked like on the outside. So I always owe that to him for always making me feel loved Mm -hmm. um I think finding my first coaches and like Rob Susie and um Johannes and Zach and I have to give shout outs to them all the time because they I mean that was the first time I was really like asked like um well hey what are you eating now and then, oh, well, maybe you're not eating enough. Let's talk about like fueling your body. And I was like, oh, okay. So it it gave me like a little bit more education. And there were some things that I did try even after that, that I was like, that's definitely not for me. Like I saw results and it was like a challenge, but it's definitely not something that was sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I kind of learned through that mentorship and then some of like the wonderful people that I've met training with um and you know kind of watched them continue to go off on their journey so watching how they've lived their lives in like a sustainable way for them um, that was kind of the motivation I think to be like okay I have to find out what works for me as an individual, Mm -hmm. because I see a million things every single day that work, Um, but everyone has a different life experience. Mm -hmm. So not everything is going to work for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I think in that healing journey, so you have your education, right? So when we have a basic understanding of how nutrition works, it helps get kind of into a perspective of well this is how i need to fuel my body so i can perform in the way that i want to but now we need to figure out how we want to perform you know i'm going to be 40 this year and i'm a mom of two and i own a gym and my goal isn't to perform like an elite athlete so you know i'm going to find what works for me that's going to make me feel great through my workouts and give me the energy to get through my day um And that's just that balance for me. So there are, you know, other people out there who maybe need, you know, they have a specific goal. And so they're going to kind of find a routine and habits that work for them to get to that goal. But I think if we get out of that mindset and that's kind of where that rubble kind of comes in, right? It's like, don't tell me what's going to work best for me because nobody knows but me. Um, And then same goes for you. And so that's, like, I think one of the things that shocks, like, a lot of um, the members that we work with and clients that we work with when I'm like, hey, tell me what your perfect day looks like. And and then we build it from there. I love that question. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, you know, my perfect day is going to look so different from somebody else's and just so on. So I, yeah, I
0: appreciate that so much. And one of the things we also have in common is CrossFit Mm -hmm. and we own a business, um, for our listeners, the majority of them are going to be women who have experienced trauma and we have to be able to understand how that impacts our health. Or we're going to feel like we're ramming our head into a wall over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And I want to know, basically, how did your trauma impact your health?
1: Um, Well, oh, in so many different ways. Um, When I, one of the reasons I went back to college for complementary and alternative medicine is because I wanted to heal my entire self right so not just my physical body but like also my mental body like emotionally maybe spiritually like there's like these all these different aspects to your health um and so I kind of knew that you know like the physical pain um you know just some of the books that are out there like the the body remembers the score is that? Body Keeps it? the Score. Yeah, yeah Body Keeps the Score. Um, and some of the other books that I kind of started reading because with my journey, it was started with the physical activity, right? Like, um, you know, because at that place, at that point in my life, I was told by doctors and, and everyone else that I had to lose weight. So it was very weight focused for me in the beginning. Um, but once I started realizing that, okay, I'm losing the weight, but there are still other things that I'm struggling with, Mm -hmm. Um, so there might be other, you know, aspects to this. Um, and that's where my education kind of helped me out. Um, and that's where, you know, with the guidance of coaches, I started yoga and, and I always say yoga is definitely not for everyone because of that physical trauma. Sometimes it is really hard to be in touch with your body. And there were so many times I'm like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, like being told that, like. Get in touch with your body. I'm like I literally live in my body. What does that mean? So yeah. there was a lot of disconnection there, and that is scary to sometimes, especially when your body has been kind of taken away from you in certain aspects. Um, you disconnect yourself from it to so you don't have to feel that. And with healing part of that is bringing that connection back together. So learning to be in your body and, you know, a lot of times pain, discomfort, can definitely not just be because you have a lot of soreness. It could be because that's just where you're maybe holding the most stress in your body. Mm -hmm. So it's that healing journey, learning as well to be like, oh, my back is really hurting. What have I done this week? Okay, maybe the deadlifts contributed, but maybe I just need to take a couple breaths. I need to find something that will maybe lower my stress and then reassess from there.
0: Absolutely. You brought up so many important things and i think the idea of disembodiment is one that people overlook so often they go to their therapist to fix their mental health they maybe go to their doctor and get prescriptions They see a dietitian to help with their nutrition and then they come and they work out but what does it mean to be in your body exactly like that it's it's the ability to be present with all the sensations that are coming up for us both emotionally and physically and as trauma survivors we can't usually handle both at the same time it's usually one or the other and so, yeah, yoga, meditation can be extremely triggering, forces us outside that window of tolerance, causes disassociation. And I, I find a lot of people love weightlifting because it's one of the ways that you can feel like you are connecting with your body in such a badass way that it's, it's not sitting still, it's you're lifting weights, but you're breathing in movement and in collaboration with your body and you're noticing what muscles are contracting and you're overcoming and you're resisting. So weightlifting is like something I'm super passionate about. Mm-hmm. And then there's CrossFit, which is high intensity. And for people who are trauma survivors, that can be triggering sometimes to get that high, a high heart rate, high blood pressure. But for people when it works, it's a huge stress relief. And studies even show that it can help with, um, primarily addiction and assault situations to, to be a stress reliever. Tell me about CrossFit and, and what you found to be so appealing about it.
1: Um, right away, you, you mentioned about weightlifting, feeling like a badass. I think when I finished my first like intro session, I kind of really felt like a badass. Um, I, I remember not exactly what we did, but I remember uh, using kettlebells and I was just like, wow, that is so cool. And it did kind of send me back to being younger. I remember uh, my dad had a barbell in the basement and I would go down there when I was little, just like kind of goofing around, like lifting this barbell. Um, and it was a happy memory for me. So I did have that kind of connection to that happy memory, but yeah, I felt like a badass. And the I always tell this story. It was funny because I was actually flying back to the States for three weeks to visit my family the day after that intro session. And for three weeks, every single day, I got my butt to the track and I just like would kind of walk, maybe try and run a little bit. Um, I was doing push ups to the um, bleachers and step ups and just like everything that they kind of like had showed me in that little intro session. I was doing as much as I could just to be like, okay, I'm going to you know, get into a little bit better of shape. So when I finally go back, and it was the only I was so excited to go back. So it was it was that feeling of accomplishment. Um, but also, I have to say, like, it was also the coach that I worked with, because um, it was me and four other uh, three other of my friends. And, you know, there was modifications made for everyone, but everyone kind of was working at the same intensity. And I think, having that experience Mm. was really reassuring and also encouraging.
0: Yeah, that's one of the most important things I find to build a healthy CrossFit community is to have options available for all abilities, all walks of life, um, all fitness levels, but do it in a way that allows people to move and breathe together so that that sense of community and camaraderie is there. That's that's so important
1: one of the things that i love about our gym in specific um is we use the level method programming and so instead of just having an rx version and us then you know everyone else is kind of left to scale on their own unfortunately in most gyms um this is kind of like we have like six different levels every single day so we do have foundations and onboarding sessions where we're testing everyone through you know, to make sure that they're even comfortable with front squats or to make sure that, you know, they can move correctly and safely and familiarize them with the movements in kind of a more, you know, calm environment. Because I think CrossFit gyms can be extremely intimidating at times when you're walking in with loud music and barbells being slammed. Um, And then once they've are given their level. That's kind of what they're focused on. And what we've noticed is, um, you know, it's putting everyone in that specific stimulus and setting everyone up for success. Very rarely do we have workouts where somebody's not finishing within the time cap or even the goal range, um, you know, and that's because You know, we might have somebody over here who's doing like 15 toes to bar every round. And this person over here is doing 10 knee raises every round um, because that's their ability level, but they're both working at that exact same stimulus. Um, And it's been amazing. It's been encouraging. And we have seen injury prevention. Like, I don't, I don't, I not to brag, but I can't remember the last time we've had like a big injury within our, in our space. So, um, learning that as well and being able to provide that to the community, I think has been why our gym is like such an accepted, has been kind of known to be this, like, just accepting place. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we get messages all the time. Like, I'm, i am really intimidated to try CrossFit, but somebody referred us to you. And so, you know, can we talk a little bit more about it? Whereas that person might have never reached out to a CrossFit gym before. So
0: it's so important to meet the client where they're at. And I think it's also important that the client knows it's okay to make sure that gym can do that before you commit to it. Because like you said, there are going to be gyms that are more competitive then there are gonna be more community-focused gyms. And for our trauma survivors who are listening, it's also okay to inquire if they are trauma-informed because there are so many health implications to trauma that it would be a disservice to yourself to not find a trauma-informed coach. And you are trauma-informed. Um, I am trauma-informed. I've had people say, hey, my, I've had coaches in the past that I didn't even know were triggering me over and over and again. And I was blaming myself for not staying committed or seeing results. Mm-hmm. And really, it was that they, they weren't realizing they could have the opportunity to work with someone who understood. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about trauma-informed fitness and CrossFit and how that's kind of shown up in your journey.
1: Um, like, so a lot of my um, it, it, my kind of knowledge information is kind of firsthand experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I have a really unique ability to always put myself in someone else's shoes, or at least open up that perspective that even if I'm not understanding exactly what they're going through or experiencing it, I can at least be aware that it's, I don't need to understand what they're dealing with in that moment, like, you know, you have to just be able to, you know, take their word for it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, no one, you can't understand somebody else's experience if you're not going through it. So having that ability, I think has been extremely helpful for me. Um, And, you know, I think having a coach, like I, I keep referring back to my coach, but it 's funny because i 'm not even sure if he himself knew that he was like helping me so much throughout my journey and like understand that like it's okay you know to having him as a coach, I remember there was like one workout where I was running in, and I was like a whole round behind everyone else, and he's like all right you 're gonna do one more round. Um, you know, you're four to everyone's five. He's like, you got this. It's amazing. You're doing great. And like, that was great for me. He scaled that round down and I still felt accomplished. I still left feeling like I had a great workout. And because my coach was like, it's okay. Like you worked your butt off. Like it's okay. If you're only doing four rounds, I didn't leave feeling like a rep skipper. I didn't feel like, so I'm not even sure if he understood how beneficial that was for me but having that experience like i can almost really kind of just like pick up on energies and like sometimes people are just really struggling and having that experience or at least understanding of that experience because unfortunately in the crossfit space there are a lot of people who are not going to understand Mm -hmm. how intimidating it is to jump rope an entire class in front of an entire class. Like, they're not going to understand. So if they can just say, you know what, I'm not going to be able to understand that, but I'm going to just slow myself down and be like, okay, I need to do something for this member. So they're feeling comfortable. They're moving. They're not running to the bathroom halfway through the workout um, because they feel embarrassed. And then they hide in the bathroom for so long. So, um, you know, just having that ability to kind of pick up and like really coach, like pick up, like ask, Hey, how are you doing? In the middle of the workout, like walk around, like really like talk to your members and, know that, you know, there's like people, cause there are people who are going to push themselves too. Right. Cause they're in a class right full of people. So they're going to avoid and just push through and then maybe possibly injure themselves or like get to the point where they wanna walk out and never come back because I've seen that before too. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. seen people walk out and like just mad and just never come back for another CrossFit workout. Usually it's the first one and they're not like prepared or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so having that kind of experience and understanding, I think, and then from there, just continuing to learn Um, because once again, like my personal experiences, aren't everyone's personal experiences, So it's definitely my responsibility to reach out and say, Hey, like, all right. So it might not bother me to have a spotter, but somebody else might have a really big issue Mm -hmm. being spotted from behind. So let's find something that's going to work for them. Um, and also really having a conversation with members. So I think, you know, I don't know how many gyms I showed up to and they were just like, Oh, do you have experience? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, all right, great. See ya in the (sighs) class you go. And I'm like, okay. So luckily at that point I kind of had a little bit of experience, but I think, um, having that, um, kind of trauma informed, um, perspective is going to avoid a lot of that. So it's going to avoid a lot of people feeling like they're just being thrown into a class. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to make them feel a little bit more comfortable. And, and they should. Every coach, every person who is in that class should feel like the person leading their class cares about their health and wellness. Absolutely. Um, you know, not just the, you know, to be there just to coach a CrossFit class. So um, making sure every member is feeling that. That sense of like if i have a question i should feel comfortable communicating that
0: yes that is so true and i think the other thing you, you've brought up injury quite a few times now like if if you're having somebody come in who's experienced trauma we can anticipate they have high levels of stress and we know stress leads to inflammation it leads to muscle spasms it leads to higher rate of injury higher rate of dehydration If we are going to be recommending frequency or intensity, we might tell somebody who has experienced trauma, like, hey, maybe two to three days a week is good for you. Like, let's give your body more downtime to rush. Because of trauma, you need more recovery. A lot of CrossFit gyms have the mentality of like five to six days a week. We just hammer it away we destroy the body. And for trauma survivors, that's like, you're asking to be re-triggered. You're asking basically to burn out. And that's not our intention at all so we always check in with people on where their stress levels are at so we can recommend you know nutrition sleep rest recovery frequency intensity based on stress levels
1: yeah absolutely um and that's usually the first thing i i ask everyone is like how much water do you drink today are you dehydrated um but yeah absolutely like We have, you know, three times a week memberships and, you know, we have unlimited and, you know, I'll have members kind of ask uh, just a couple of days ago, I had someone on a three times a week and they're like, well, what did you start out at? And I was like, well, why are you asking? Yes because I don't want to be like, Oh, I started out at five days a week and then be like, okay, I want to do five days a week too. Right, right, But you know, they were like, well, I don't know. I've been coming three days a week and I just feel like maybe I can up it up. And I'm like, absolutely great. Wonderful. Like listen to your body and take it mm-hmm. day by day. But yeah, there are a lot of people that, you know, two to three times a week is all that they're really going to be ha- able to handle because they are struggling with other stress related issues. Like tight lower backs can be so, trust me, firsthand experience here. Um, Extremely uncomfortable just to live day to day and do Mm -hmm. simple things like unload the dishwasher or pick your kids up. Um, So over using that can then further put them out of the gym for even longer periods of time So then they're not getting that physical activity. And then that can start to really affect where they are mentally. And so it just is a really big spiral. So absolutely learning, um, you know, where people are struggling, if they're struggling with injury. um, And usually every day, you know, I'll just be like, hey, let me know if you need to. And I'm very much like a coach where I'll say, okay, so if the workout is box jumps, I'm going to say right there in front of the entire class, if you are struggling with a knee injury today, step-ups, you're doing step-ups today. I don't care what level you're at, if you're doing RX weight, but your knee is bothering you, you're stepping up. And Mm -hmm. I just throw that out there because once again, it's that don't push yourself to try and prove a point to somebody else mm-hmm. or, you know, so really staying focused on the self through the entire journey is probably one of the best lessons that I've learned.
0: I, I love that so much. And I think that CrossFit has evolved a lot over the years, but there are parts of it that can come off as quite um, like all work, no play, or you have to go hundred percent all the time. And I know it's gotten better but consistency and frequency has been so pushed in the fitness world. Like more is better, more is better, more is better. The pressure of that can have people disembodied, not listening to their body, not tuning in to avoid muscle soreness. They just check out, Oh, it's fine. I'm going to work through this. And trauma survivors who maybe already disconnect from their body. We see higher incidences of rhabdo after competitions. We see, you know, all these things, and burnout. They stop being able to sleep, insomnia with muscle pain, everything like that. So being able to educate, Hey, you know, trauma survivors, we need more rest. You should be able to listen to your body. There's no reason to feel guilt for taking a week off. If your body's telling you, you need a week off. I have so many clients who said, you know, I haven't missed a workout in two years. And I'm like, well, that's, not a good thing necessarily because it means you're not listening to your body if you haven't actually done that. So, so there's so many considerations. And in the upcoming weeks, we're going to have a bunch more podcast episodes about these different aspects. And I'm hoping you'll come back soon so we can dive deep into one of these and we'll focus on each uh, aspect here of health, uh, spiritual, mental, physical nutrition everything like that and we'll dive deep because it all it all intersects and it all can be an individual approach if you know the right questions to ask your trainer yeah yeah. so you'll be back with us uh looking forward to it thank you so much for your time and for being here today and we look forward to having you back thank you leah i look forward to coming back Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Empowered Rx. If you want to find us for more information or to understand more about our services, you can find us on Instagram at Empowered Rx, or you can join our free Facebook community filled with women who are all trying to get healthy and happy. To find that community, simply go to Facebook and search for the Empowered Rx community. Have a great day, you guys, and stay well.